If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Our mission is to provide leadership, institutions, and services to restore and improve the health of children through care and programs not readily available with one high standard of quality and distinction, regardless of the recipient's financial status. And to me, research is just doing that exactly. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that's the voice of Associate Annabelle Burgos, connecting the dots between the Nemours mission statement, which she just so eloquently laid out for us, and the work she does as a clinical research nurse coordinator at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. While it's easy for Annabelle to connect the through line between what she does and how it serves the Nemours mission, her path to becoming a nurse was not so straightforward. I've always had it in the back of my mind going through high school and in the beginning of college that, you know, nursing would be great for you, but a lot of self-doubt was creeping up. Like, I don't know if I could handle blood or, you know, I don't know if I could handle some of the, the sadder parts of nursing, you know, seeing someone not doing great on a particular treatment. Could I handle that well? And so I kind of just pushed it off to the side. Instead, pursuing another area of healthcare, prevention and education. I always had a passion for promoting health, preventing disease. Back in 2011, I received my bachelor's degree in health administration. So back in the summer of 2012, before the doors of Nemours Children's Hospital Orlando even opened, I worked for Nemours as a community initiatives coordinator in a department called Nemours Bright Start. And this was a department that was dedicated in the health promotion of children. There was research that supported the correlation between illiteracy and poor health outcomes. And there was also research on how a child is vulnerable to reading difficulties if they're not exposed to early literacy, you know, at an appropriate age early enough. So the purpose of Bright Start was to promote reading success, prevent reading failure for all children, focusing on uh, children from ages birth to eight years old. And I was doing uh, grassroots type work within the community while I was working for Bright Start. I was working with children and their families who wanted to learn more about early literacy activities. And honestly, the program was awesome. It, it helped the families and the community see Nemours Children's Hospital as more than just a place to go when you're sick, but also a place to learn from keeping yourself getting sick. And it became more like a resource for the community. And I did that work for four awesome years. And met some truly awesome people. I was providing early literacy screenings. And I was screening a four-year-old and his mom was there and he actually did pretty well. He was average scores. And as I was explaining to mom what the scores mean and how to improve them, she 
kind of shut down really quick. She's like, oh, I, I'm not a teacher. I, he, he doesn't listen to me. Once he gets to preschool, I'll just rather let the teacher handle this. And I was a little shocked to hear that. And I, instead of weighing so much and, and, and highlighting the negatives, I was like, well, actually, you know what? He, he is learning from you. He, he watches you and maybe you don't realize it, but you are a, a great teacher because everything that he does is he's, he's learning from you. And so I took some time and I, and I showed her, let's do a really quick exercise. Let's, how about write a, a grocery list, you know, have him watch you write what you're going to buy at the store and have him help you out. And we were doing that together as a group. And I was explaining to her right here, you're showing him the rules of literacy. He sees that you're writing left to right. He sees that you're making sticks and, and curves. Those shapes are letters. You know, this stuff is vital to, to early literacy stuff. And, the, and we're having a fun time. And I look up and she's like, has a little bit of tears in her eyes. And she's like, I'm just, thank you so for, for taking the time to, to explain this to me. Uh, normally, I get judged a lot by how I parent my child. And uh, you just showed me that I, I actually have, I actually can teach my child. And I, I really thank you for this time. In 2016, though, Nemours sunset the Bright Start program and Annabelle left Nemours. This hiatus gave her time to reflect on her early career, where it had been, where it was going, what she liked, what she wanted to change. What she liked was working at Nemours. So she set her sights on returning. I was determined, though, to come back to Nemours. I, I just wanted to make sure that I took time to learn what I wanted to do moving forward. And this is when I, I took more time in deciding, oh, should I pursue this nurse goal that I've had festering in my mind for so, for so long? And I learned after working with Nemours for four years at that time that Nemours truly does live up to their mission and, and vision. And that is why I, I wanted to come back. <laughs> she also pursued that long-held dream of becoming a nurse, inspired in part by the nurses who cared for her following the birth of her first child. It was overall a very healthy pregnancy. And uh, when it came time to the delivery day, I was really excited. But what ended up happening was I couldn't stick to my birth plan, you know, and I had to stay a little bit longer than anticipated. There were a little bit of complications with me. I had some symptoms of preeclampsia, which was more scary for me, not so much for the baby. And we ended up having to do a C-section, which ended up going fine, but I had to stay a little bit longer because I lost too much blood. So during that time, I got to really see how the nurses, you know, took care of me and made sure that I, all my needs were met. They, they came and checked up on me. They made sure that if I needed some rest from taking care of the baby, they would, they can do that. And I realized how much I appreciated that and how much I would love to do that for, for someone else. So after I had my own two boys, I pursued and obtained my associates in nursing in 2020, and I'm going to start my BSN journey in 2022, in January. And it's been the best decision so far that I've made. Part of her decision to return was also based on what we know as the Nemours culture. After I got laid off, I quickly had to find something really, you know, because I had two boys at the time and I knew that I wanted to stick around within the medical field. And after I went to uh, work for other organizations, it was so hard to not compare. There was such a different 
ambiance, a different work culture that it was just, it just didn't feel like home to me as, as strange as it sounds. It just, it felt very odd. And I tried my best to adapt and I did. And I'm like, you know, I feel like this, this process would have been done differently at Nemours. You know, I did a lot of comparing. I feel like at Nemours, there was more of an open door policy, uh, you know, things like that. And that's why I was so determined. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to find a work culture as great as Nemours work culture. So I made sure to learn all that I can from those organizations and continue to gain experience, continue to grow in uh, academically with the nursing programs. And I, I told myself when the time was ready to, to come back, I, it'll happen. Describe the culture. I'm coming in cold. I don't know no mores at all. How would you describe the culture here? The culture here is, is just so unique and it flows and works so well. Nemours uses these, um, it's something called standards of behavior. And it's something that has been drilled in my mind since, you know, back in 2012, when I worked for Nemours, it, it has stayed with me this entire time. And these standards of behavior really helped shape how you come into contact and talk with anybody, a coworker, a doctor, a patient, uh, a family member. The whole goal is just to remind yourself that we are all in this together. We are here to learn from each other. We're here not to judge each other. We're going to respect and leverage separate realities. We're going to be in the moment. And I remember applying those standards of behaviors all the time at home <laughs> and in the, and the other organizations that I worked for afterwards. I did that as well. And, and coming back here and, and here it just, everybody seems to understand the importance of, of, of adapting to those behaviors. And you see it in the way they, the way they work, the way they talk to you, the way they talk to the patients. And it's something I think even patients notice and why they are so happy with the care that they receive here at Nemours. It's a lifestyle. Yes, that's a good way to say it. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Talk about the team that you work with. Who are they? How do they support you? How do you support oh, yes, absolutely. So our research team consists of clinical research coordinators. We have clinical research nurses, research assistants, of course, our trial managers, physicians, nurses. I also call them magicians and wizards. Everybody is just so smart and wonderful and amazing. We all work together to make sure that clinical trials are done efficiently and that they're made available to any eligible child. So how we support each other, sometimes, let's say, this is an example, a clinical coordinator can't make it to a scheduled screening visit or maybe that particular visit is very procedure and task heavy to the point where you would need another coordinator or assistant to help you, we would try our best to accommodate. We don't want anybody in our team feeling alone, and we make sure that we're there for each other, not only for ourselves, but also to make sure that that participant, that child, will still receive that quality research care and attention. Is there anyone on your team who, and I know it's like picking your favorite child, um, <laughs> is there anyone on your team who you want to recognize for going over and above, say, doing a discretionary effort plus? 
So yes, Wendy Leon, she is one of our senior lead clinical research nurse coordinators. She gave me the opportunity to shadow her for one visit uh, not too long ago. It must have been maybe three weeks ago now. So I, I tagged along on this visit with her and we were just running the visit as normal. We were doing vitals and Wendy determined and she, she realized and confirmed that the patient was in fact too sick to continue the actual research visit. And I saw her put on her nursing hat and she switched it up so fast and so efficiently. It was amazing. She switched the research visit into a regular standard of care visit. She called in the doctor. The doctor came in and confirmed, oh yes, we got to take care of this. We can't we can't give you this research medication right now. You're too sick. We got to fix this right now. I saw Wendy get on the phone and made calls to make sure there was a bed available. And at the same time, she is providing amazing therapeutic communication to the family. Because imagine you're you're a parent, you're bringing your child in for a regular research visit, come to find out she's actually not doing too great. Oh, now she has to be admitted and stay longer. This was just supposed to be a, you know, a two-hour visit. You know, that can be devastating. So I saw Wendy comfort the, the parent. She stayed with them the entire time. At one point, they wanted to go to the, the gardens. We, we took them to the gardens to, to calm them down, get them some, some fresh air. And all the while, we're, we're making sure ICU is ready for her. And it was just great to see Wendy do all that. And I was so happy just to, to witness that. And I wanted to thank Wendy for, for going above and beyond that day. As a clinical research nurse coordinator, Annabelle provides what she calls a hybrid healthcare experience. My job consists of seeing how to start up some new clinical studies here. It's kind of administrative heavy with the regulatory document preparation and working with sponsors and doctors. But there's other parts of my day that include working with children, going to the hospital and talking with their parents about studies, educating them. And it's very much like it feels like a standard office visit. So it's it's like a hybrid role, really. It's really cool. And now are you in a direct clinical role with patients? Yes. For in research, we do have moments, well, a lot of moments where we are giving direct care to patients. These are patients who are, of course, children and are in need of some type of new medication that's not quite approved yet, but they fit the criteria. Some patients have a really severe case where they need this medication. If not, it could lead to something serious and ultimately could lead to death. So there there are cases where these visits that we have in giving these medications to these these patients, it's very clinical heavy, depending on the, the way we have to give it. You know, it's not always a shot or a little a suspension or a, a liquid or a tablet. It's 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 actually, you know, more like an, an IV type of medication or has to go through their spine. It's very, very um, risky in that matter. But the environment is very direct patient, direct care. And that's why I, I do enjoy it. I do get to spend time with these patients. I get to see them over and over. I kind of get to see them grow up and see how well they're doing. Um, and that's always great to to witness, of course. The research department here at Nemours, they're involved with human research studies pertaining to the pediatric population. And in here, we cover many specialties, cardiovascular, endocrinology, orthopedics, hematology, oncology, and so on. 
Currently, uh, I personally am working on some studies that are in the process of starting up. And the focus of my studies are rheumatology and specifically the diseases that these studies are focusing on is the lupus nephritis, juvenile psoriatic arthritis, and juvenile spondylarthritis. And in research, there are three types of benefits, a direct medical benefit to the participant. There's an indirect benefit, for example, having greater access to quality care. And also the third benefit is a benefit to others for like the families, the participants and other children who suffer from the same health issues. We're gathering data on these specific diseases with the goal to improve the the health outcomes for other children who suffer from that same thing. So I feel that research does do exactly what the Nemours mission sets out to do. And you talk about this being direct to human clinical research trials. There are guidelines, there are goalposts, there are uh, regulatory concerns. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, yes. So children, they are uh, what we consider a vulnerable group. So it's it's not very easy to, to conduct research trials on children. There's definitely some regulations and, and laws that we abide by. And for that reason, we work with an IRB. An institutional review board. They're the ones who work behind the scenes and make sure before we even go live with the research study that they know what the risks are, they know the benefits, what exactly it entails. I learned from working at Nemours, there's actually, for example, there's a limit on how much blood we can get from a child, even if they're not in a research trial, if it's just a, a regular stay at the hospital, there's a limit. And we make sure these trials, when they're written up in the protocol, that they don't ask more than what we're able to give or get from these children. So any little aspect that involves children and interventional medications or treatments, it's heavily scrutinized. And we make sure that we abide by those rules. And safety, of course, is the utmost um, importance when we run these trials for the kids. What's your favorite part of the work that you do? I love being able to come into contact with with the patients, honestly, and the kids. Oh my gosh, they're they're so funny. <laughs> they're so pure in in their in their reactions and and with their with their answers. When you uh, talk to patients about research trials, you know there there's a certain way you have to explain to them, and you try to give them an understanding on their level. And it's so cute <laughs> the way they answer. You're like, oh, so I I get, you have to get blood for me? And like, yeah, sometimes. And it does hurt. But, you know, this is, you know, and we explain. And sometimes they'll just straight up say, you know what? No, I'm like, okay. You know, you call the shots. That's the part that I honestly love the most is talking with the kids, educating, especially both the, the kids and the parents. It's, it's like a, a bonding time for me. And it's just the highlight of my day. And informed consent or informed assent are important steps for these kinds of direct-to-human trials, especially those involving children. Absolutely. We really can't do anything without you understanding the, the process, understanding the study. And when we are considering uh, research study and presenting it to the patient and, and the parent, we have to set aside 
hours, maybe a whole day, just to go over everything. So we try to make sure that the parent is in, is informed. They have their own parental informed consent. And then for the child, we call it assent. And it's very much like an informed consent, but it's written for a child. And we go step by step. You know, this is what this is. This medicine is for. It's because you have this condition and this is how long it'll take. And it can be tricky, you know, having to navigate that with a child. I mean, imagine like a four-year-old <laughs> whose attention span can only last so long. You have to be really good at, at keeping children's attention, redirecting or giving them a break as well and allowing them for questions. So a lot of patience is involved when consenting patients. How do you feel when you leave work each day? Well, now that you know my, my whole story with leaving Nemours and coming back. When I leave Nemours, I feel incredibly happy. So happy. I'm leaving work. I'm leaving a job that I absolutely love, an organization that I've loved for a long time. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yes, I get to go and go to work and see what I can do next. Every day is different, you know, for me. And that part is just amazing. I, I absolutely love that of my job. Annabelle Burgos is a clinical research nurse coordinator at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. The Nemours Champions for Children podcast is all about Nemours Associates and their stories. Right now, we're planning podcasts for January and February 2022. To share your story on the podcast, send us some information. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your story. Podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. We record remotely at your convenience, individually or in groups. And we're looking forward to hearing from you soon. The Champions for Children podcast is found on Nemours Net and the Nemours Now app and wherever you find your other favorite podcasts. Many thanks, as always, to Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin for providing production support this week. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Annabelle Burgos, I'm Carol Vassar, and thank you for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and we thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.